up, guys? It's Clem. Uh, second episode of the Rebooted Podcast starting up here. Uh, gonna deal again with some Mets talk. It's basically been the center of my world for the last 24 hours, and it's been a rough 24 hours, like I'm sure many Mets fans have been feeling lately. Um, quick background. I work in sports for a living. I work for an app where I take headlines and content that's produced by writers, put it on the app, create a headline for it, a little bit of chatter underneath, a picture, all that kind of stuff, as well as we take actual games that are going on and we kind of update them and give people an idea of what's going on when they go on their app. So I worked the Padres-Mets game on Thursday, and let me tell you something, that was really difficult. <laughs> To fucking have a 7-1 lead, everything's going good, Grandy's hitting bombs, making great catches and whatnot, Juan Uribe is just sticking that Coke can out, knocking bombs too, everything's going good, Nice gets out of jams, uh, everything's you know looking up, it's a nice sunny day outside, camps are there, Everyone, all the kids are happy, everything's golden. And then it all falls apart. Bobby Parnell comes out of the bullpen doing what the old Bobby Parnell used to do all the time and just fucking take our hearts out of our chests, wipe his ass with it, and throw it down the toilet. That started things off, loads the bases. Hansel Robles comes in and does what anyone, any major league pitcher whose fucking name is Hansel would do. And gives up the Grand Slam. And then it's 7-5. And I mean... Anyway, let's just keep it going. We saw the game, but I just want to talk it through just to make my brain just relive this all one last time. Go to the ninth inning. No runs scored, obviously, on both sides. Clippard looks good, which... It's funny, whenever the Mets get a reliever, like a good reliever at the deadline, you always expect them to be perfect every time out just because... You don't usually trade for a guy like that that's that good um, and expect anything less than perfection, which is really messed up. But the first time Clippard fails, I'm probably going to be so mad at him. So I apologize now, Clippard, if the 0.00001% chance you ever listen to this. Anyway, to get to the ninth inning, top of the ninth, up two, Familia on the mound, who granted has struggled after the All-Star break, But Familia on the mound, your closer, your should-have-been-all-star closer, gets the first two outs, and I'm pretty sure he had one strike on the guy, too. Then the fucking clouds, the sky just opens up, pours sheets of rain on the field, to the point where I can't even get upset at the umpires for calling that and, you know, delaying the game. I mean, you couldn't even see straight. I mean, would I have liked maybe two more pitches of course, but I mean, you know, that, the, what are you going to do? I mean, if, I, if you're the Padres, you take every pitch you can and just hope that the game gets, you know, pushed back or something like that. And, and maybe Familia, you know, has to leave the game. Anyway, to then have a 45 minute delay, the guillotine just hanging up there, Mets fans just thinking of all the different ways they're going to blow this game, which, you know, it happened exactly as we all figured. And then to have it happen after a 45 goddamn minute delay, after the nonsense that went on with Gomez last night, is a fucking 
joke. It's everything that it is being a Mets fan. It's everything wrapped up in one perfect package was last night into today. It was the failed trade. It was Flores crying like a baby. It was Mets fans being happy as hell on Twitter and all social media and probably texting all their friends and then just watching everyone just laugh at us and like people not laughing so hard and then like almost feeling bad for you, which makes you even more angry. When people start feeling bad for you, that's when you get really pissed. And then coming back today, taking a lead, offense looking great. One of our pitchers who's not even one of our studs Pitching a great, another quality game by Nice. I'm not going to get on him here. Even though he has to shave that goddamn beard off. It's a fucking disgrace. And then to blow a game after a 45-minute rain delay. Justin Upton, one of the guys all of us Mets fans wanted at one point or another. And then to then wait another two hours for another rain delay. To then have the top of the lineup come up. Out, out, out. One, two, three inning. The red hot Lucas Duda doesn't even come up. I tweeted out saying that he was going to tie the game up. And I did that just because I figured it's worth a shot. By the 1% chance I get it right, it looks like an incredible way to call your shot. Doesn't even get the chance. Pop outs left and right. And uh, and here we are. I think it was Gary Cohen said has potentially been the worst 24-hour period in Mets history, Mets franchise history. Think about that for a second. Granted, like, you know, after 2007, like, we were in a state of shock for, like, a full week. After 2006, I mean, after 06 and Game 7, I was almost, like, just, I was so fed up with the team after the first few games of the series, and then, like, the, the middle there, I was like, I don't think we're even going to give the Cardinals a series at this point when they just got blown out on Traxel start. But, uh, you know, that those are all rough periods. But in terms of just, like, the hits keep on coming, the last 24 hours have been ridiculous. And for Gary to say something like that, a straight-up Mets nerd to the level of nerdum that can't be matched by anyone other than maybe Howie Rose, like, that's really saying something. So that's where we are as fans. Is we just went through maybe the worst 24-hour period in franchise history. And I'm honestly scared what can happen to make it the worst. 48 hours, 72 hours. I mean, the trade deadline is less than 12 hours or is less than 24 hours away from when I'm recording this. And it's going to be even closer to coming uh, to, to coming by the time you hear this. So <sighs> that's a fucking hell of a goddamn statement. Then when you add in Carlos Gomez getting traded to Houston... <laughs> It, like, basically being auto-approved by uh, his medical records, being auto-approved by Astros doctors right away. A young up-and-coming team in Houston that's basically everything we are. They're they're making the moves, they're taking chances, and they're winning games. I mean, they had a walk-off win at home against the Angels, which is, like, the complete opposite from what the Mets just did in terms of losing, like, the most wretched heartbreaker game you could ever fucking lose after what happened last night what transpired with the whole Gomez (sighs) non-trade I mean I don't even know where to go anymore and like as a Mets fan you've had we've all had our lows I mean the last few years were a different kind of low where it's just like 
you don't even care after a while and you just start looking forward to football season. It's when you care and then have your heart ripped out. That's when it really hurts. And granted, like I said, 06 was bad because you thought that was a lost opportunity. But, you know, after a few weeks and a few drinks, you kind of were like, you know what, this team's on the right path. We peaked the year early. 2007 was always supposed to be, quote, unquote, the year. Um, There's like a different kind of like rock bottom feeling you have right now because you have the Wilpons apparently just don't feel like spending money. This whole thing about whether or not the... Gomez deal fell through because they were looking for an excuse because they didn't want to take the money. And it's like, oh, that wouldn't happen. That's not something the Wilpons would do. With the Wilpons, you cannot say anything is out the window with them because they are the worst owners in sports. I honestly think they're worse than James Dolan, who I thought was the worst owner in sports. He's maybe the worst actual human in terms of like how bad of a person he is, but there's no one worse than a team that won't spend money in New York. If you can't, if you're not going to spend it, sell the fucking team. Get the fuck out of New York. We put up with so much shit in New York for like the few perks you get, and one of them is your team spends money because there's so much money in the area. If you live in the city, you pay ridiculous rent to live in a shoebox, rat-infested, garbage-infested place where it's just like ugh. in the winter, it's or in the summer it's blazing hot and if you want to go somewhere on like the shore you're paying again an arm and a leg you deal with all that shit and you become invested in sports because the winter sucks so much and you just become this little bit of a hardened person but usually the owners will you know placate you because they're making money hand over fist because we're all idiots and pay for whatever you know we pay for the tickets we pay the prices and all that stuff we pay for the stadiums and you just hope that in the end you can get to see a championship out of it. And the Wilpons are the problem here. I mean, that's that's why this really hurts. Is when things are falling apart because teams won't take owners won't take a couple million dollars in New York, it's it's just heartbreaking. It's disheartening. And at the end of every hallway where we think the Mets are going to do something, the Wilpons are gonna be the wall that we're gonna bump into. And it's like, well, I guess we're fucked now because they're just going to come in and they're going to cheapen out on something. Or if they take money there or if, if, if they can get a team to, you know, kind of eat some money, they're like, oh, no, but we'll throw in, you know, an extra prospect or two. That's not how winning teams win. The Cardinals don't throw in extra prospects to get a deal done to save a couple bucks because if that prospect comes back and is incredible, then, you know, it's just not the way the Cardinal way works. The Mets way is the complete opposite, and it's the reason why they haven't won shit since 1986. So, I mean, this just turned into another gripe session. Uh, This, like, last 24-hour period, like I said, the last few years have been kind of a malaise of like, oh, whatever, you know, after a while we fall out of it. Like the last 24 hours, I've honestly been like, uh, my life would be so much better if I didn't work in sports, if I didn't care about this team in particular, let alone care about any team as much as you care about, you know, the Mets, the Knicks, the Giants, all that stuff. Like life is so much easier if you just don't care about it. And I think every fan, every fan of a bad team or a bad or a team under bad ownership at least thinks these kind of things at the darkest moments and I mean it's crazy to think that you know just a couple days ago 15 runs blow out and then you know Cindergard looks great 
and everything's going great. And now here we are in this like just malaise. The biggest series of the weekend's coming up. We got the Nationals in town. And if they could by some chance take two or three, let alone a sweep, it would do like wonders for the fan base, probably wonders for the team. Forget about even just like getting an actual bat too. That's what we really need. If we but like if we get Jay Bruce, I cannot give up a lot of stuff for Jay Bruce. I mean, tell me what the difference between him and Duda is at this point. You know, they play corner positions. Uh, they get streaky. I mean, when Jay Bruce is hot, he's like the best fucking player in baseball. If you've ever had Jay Bruce in fantasy, you know that like when that guy is on a streak, and if you're playing against him, you're like, oh my god, if Jay Bruce is on, is if he hits two home runs against you in the first day of the matchup, you're like. Well, I might as well pack this one in because Jay Bruce is going to beat me by himself this week. And, you know, Duda's obviously shown the same kind of uh, knack lately. But anyway, uh, you can't just be like, all right, well, we couldn't get Gomez for Wheeler and Flores. Let's, like, you know, turn Wheeler into Bruce. Do not do that. I do not want Jay Bruce if that's going to be the package. Find another way. Find another team to get a bat that's maybe not as... Strong as Jay Bruce in terms of power, but a better average hitter, you know, like a para, which I know they're not going to get because they burned every bridge going into Milwaukee. Fucking the Wilpons did that, I'm sure, when they, you know, fucking cheaped out with the Gomez thing or whatever happened there. And then obviously if Scott Boris, who's Gomez's agent, he's not going to be pleased about this all. And I'm sure he's going to tell, you know, his client, Matt Harvey, uh, some fucking tales from the crypt when... Uh, the contract negotiations come up in a few years and he's going to really put the Mets feet to the fire like he wasn't, feet to the flame like he wasn't going to do anyway. You know, he was going to bleed every last dollar out of them and send him to free agency and he'll probably become a Yankee, but that's another story for another time. Uh, it's just, it's rough, man. It's rough. I don't want Jay Bruce, but I need a bat. I need something and I don't need like an average hitter. I need at the very least like an above average hitter. I need someone to, a better bat than Juan Uribe. I love Juan Uribe. I'm very happy he's on the team. But we need something that we've come we come this far as a team. I would have rather had no trade rumors or just hearing like Mets almost had Carlos Gomez deal fell through instead of like having him having the Christmas present like not only unwrapped, like basically unwrapped and it's in your house and then just someone just taking it out right from under the tree and just throwing it down to throwing it into Houston. You just get to now you get to watch on TV some other kid play with your Christmas present as you're there with fucking Kirk Newenheis, you know, pulling his dick. So uh I'm going to wrap it up now, but that's that's basically it. Uh it's been a uh, dreadful 24 hours. I actually thought about how I could stop just being a baseball fan altogether. It sucks. Um I was thinking how much I'd love to just not work in sports anymore. I worked too damn hard and caught a couple too many breaks just to get where I am now, though. So I just have to live with this and hope that by some chance when the Mets, if the Mets ever do win a World Series in my lifetime, it'll just be that much sweeter than I went through all this bullshit. So this is Clem signing off. Thanks for listening. And uh, later. Later.